Would you uh, join me in welcoming Ros? Good evening. Hello, how are you? Good to be here with you. Thank you, Catherine, for asking me. I feel it's a great privilege to be speaking to the women of our church. And I'm excited. I am excited. Because I don't, I don't want this just to be a time where us girls get together, which is always fun. We've had some great dessert and good coffee. But, you know, when we come together, for me personally, on a Sunday at the healing rooms where we are, here at this meeting, I want heaven to touch earth. You know, I'm so passionate about being in his presence and, and experiencing him. And he's here in this place. You know, we can't be passive when we come to worship him. We can't be passive when we come and, and join together because we're here to glorify him. You know, you're not here to hear me speak. You know, uh, my, my prayer is that you only hear what the Father wants to say to you tonight. You know, it's time for us to not be complacent in coming and worshipping him. The King of kings, the Lord of lords, the one who died for us, the one who saved us and he's our healer and restorer and deliverer. You know, I, I, I want to um, encourage you all tonight in what I'm, I'm going to share. It's very interesting because... Um, at the, and, the, and most of you know that Martin and I head up the healing rooms up the uh, up the road. I'm, I don't know where over that way. Thank you. Used to say that way, that way. And for our, we don't often um, have a theme for the year with our healing rooms team. You know, we have um, 36 on our team, soon to be 44 team members from 13 different churches. We are not a ministry of this church. We have 13 different churches, you know, on the team. But this year, uh, represented on the team, this year we decided, we heard from the Lord and we just sensed he was saying this year is a year to be in intentionally spirit-led in how we minister, how we hear from heaven, everything we do in the healing rooms. And when um, Catherine, when I was here the first week and, and um, uh, heard that we were going to be doing Proverbs and um, then when he, she asked me, and immediately spirit-led women of wisdom, spirit-led women of wisdom. Because in, in everything we do, our everyday lives, no matter what's happening around us, we need to be spirit-led women, you know. So it's a privilege to come and um, <clears throat> we may have a bit of worship later because um, we don't need a piano, do we, girls? You know what? How about we sing a couple of songs to start with? Because I really want to usher in the presence of God. And Psalm 22, I love Psalm 22. You know, it's um, David has been, you know, complaining. Oh my God, why, why have you forsaken me? Why, why don't, aren't you hearing me at all? You know, why, why? And then in verse 3 he says, but you are holy. You are enthroned in the praises of Israel praises of your people and I was reading um, in the kingdom dynamics in in my um, bible you know um, the presence of God's kingdom power the presence of God kingdom power is directly related to the practice of God's praise 
The verb enthroned indicates that wherever God's people exalt his name, he's ready to manifest his kingdom's power in the way most appropriate to the situation as his rule is invited to invade our setting. I want to invite him to invade our meeting here tonight, girls. You know, I want to lift up our hands and praise him, exalt the name of Jesus. So do you want to join me? And I want to encourage you, don't be passive in this. Don't be passive in this. You know, we're here worshipping the King of Kings, Lord of Lords. You know, as, as some of you may realise, on a Sunday I can get a bit noisy in my worship. You know, this beautiful lady loves to dance. Gabby up the back. Oh, the headphones look good on you, Gabby, at the desk. You might have a job on Sunday. <laughs> was, was dancing, you know, we, and, and Rose dancing. We've got to stop being complacent. We're here to worship the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. It doesn't matter what it looks like. We're, don't be f- fearful of man. So if you want to dance, if you want to get into the aisles, whatever, but Lord, we're here to worship you tonight. We're here to worship you. We want King, your kingdom to come here on earth as it is in heaven. We want to meet with you tonight, Jesus. We want to meet with the triune God, God the Father, God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. So you are welcome in this place. You're welcome to to come and, and move amongst us, move amongst us, fall upon us, rest upon us, stir us up in our heart. We need you like never before, Holy Spirit. We welcome you. We welcome you to come. You know, it doesn't matter what we sing. It doesn't matter what we sound like. By the time it gets to heaven, it's in perfect harmony and perfect pitch. Thank you, Jesus. And I know this is an old song, but I've been singing it the last couple of days. You know, so join, <coughs> join with me. Alleluia. Alleluia. Alleluia, 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 Alleluia. Lord, we praise you, hallelujah. Lord, we praise you, hallelujah. Lord, we praise you, hallelujah. Lord, we praise you, hallelujah, 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 sing it girls, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.
We stand here with our hands lifted high. It's you we adore. It's you we want to meet with tonight. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Come in power. Fill us afresh. Fill us afresh, Lord. Fill us afresh. We love you, Lord, and we lift our voice to worship you. Oh, my soul, my soul, rejoice, take joy, my King. In what you hear, let it be a sweet, sweet sound in your ear. We love you, Lord, and we My soul rejoice, take joy, my King, in what you Thank you, God, for your presence. Thank you for your goodness, your faithfulness. Thank you, Daddy God. Thank you that you're a good God. You'd only have the best for us. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. We can come before you, humbly before you. We can come and kneel at your throne. We don't have to have our ducks in a row. We don't have to be perfect. You're just calling us to come. Come deeper. Come into that place of deepness within you. So, Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You are beautiful beyond description. To marvelous for words, to wonderful for comprehension, like nothing ever seen or heard. Who could grasp your infinite wisdom? Who could fathom the depth of your love? 
You are beautiful beyond description, majesty enthroned above. And I stand, I stand in awe of you. I stand, I stand in awe of you. Holy God, to whom all praise is due, I stand in awe of you. We stand, we stand in awe of you. We stand. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Wow. He's enthroned in the praises of his girls. <laughs> if you want to take a seat, I know it's awful to come out of that place. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for singing the oldies. They're old, but they're goodies, yeah? Bring, and some of you young ones are saying, what's that song? Never heard of that one before. <laughs> some of us grew up on those songs. And impacted our lives in a meaningful way. Yes, ladies? Yes, amen. Okay. So, Holy Spirit-led women of wisdom. It's a bit of a mouthful, isn't it, to say? But I am excited to be sharing. It's, it's something um, that I want to nurture and cult cultivate in my life. You know, to be spirit-led always. You know, no matter what season, what the circumstance is, whether it's good, the bad, the ugly, I want to be spirit-led. I want to hear from heaven because I need to. I can't do life on my own, so I choose to position myself, come into the Father's presence and to, to hear from heaven. Because it is a choice, it is a decision, you know, to move in to <clears throat> his, um, his presence, to hear I want his wisdom to permeate every area of my life. So I just want to give you a little bit of <coughs> background. So a lot of you know, you know my background, but, you know, I was born, I know it's hard to believe, 59 years ago <laughs> and three quarters <laughs> into a Christian family. I, I've, I've been told that life starts at 60. Anyone over 60, say amen. Yes, and 90, say Amen. Amen. <laughs> So I was born into a Christian family. Um, I was a PK, a preacher's kid, and um, I was, I'm very thankful for my Christian heritage. You know, as a baby, I, I don't remember, but I was told that I was, uh, we all went to church, you know, twice a Sunday. Mum was always there with all of us. She always managed, you know, to get us all organised and into church. I remember going twice a Sunday. I grew up in Sunday school. I'm very grateful for my Christian um, heritage. I, I loved being in the house of the Lord. It was exciting, you know, wanted to be there. 
And at the age of 15, I publicly um, gave my life to Jesus. <clears throat> the last line of the last song, after we had sung it, sung it 45 times, you know, <laughs> of just as I am, I come, and I'm a blubbering mess, and come to the front and gave my life uh, to Jesus. And I remember saying to Jesus, and Jesus, I want to do great things for you. And I'm thinking, oh, okay, where'd that come from? But, you know, I was passionate for the Lord and, and um, I, I wanted to make my life count. So for the next 13 years, I, I was a Christian, right? I met my wonderful husband um, and we've been um, married 40 years in December this year. Hallelujah. And um, we got married and we were involved in church in church life because that's what you did that's what I grew up in with that's what he grew up with he was born into a Christian family and so <clears throat> we went to church um, I was involved in uh, the youth group there and teaching Sunday school Martin was involved in playing the organ and the piano in the church services we were involved in musicals putting on musicals I went up before we were married, but after we were married, we were involved in that. And, um, oh, we would even lead a sing-along on a Sunday night. It wasn't worship, girls. It was a sing-along. There is a difference between a sing-along and worship. But we did that week after week, and we were very involved in this church. But we always felt that there was something missing in our lives. We knew God, the Father, Jesus, God, the Son, but something was missing. And it wasn't until um, <clears throat> uh, I was 28 that we actually were introduced to the third person of the Trinity. You know, prior to that, we, I would pray and I just feel like my prayers were hitting the ceiling. They weren't getting through, you know. I, I never sensed his presence, ex experienced his presence. Was I, was I saved and going to heaven? Absolutely, but there was something missing in my life and I didn't know what it was because in the Methodist Church and the Uniting Church, we didn't hear much about the third person of the Trinity. So I would read my Bible and I'd just read it and the words weren't, didn't jump out at me. They, they weren't full of life for me at all. So I always knew there was something missing. So at 28 years of age, <coughs> we were introduced to Holy Spirit through uh, my brother Peter and his wife Judy and it was an, a power encounter. They had met powerfully with Holy Spirit. Martin and I thought that they had joined a cult, that they were wackos, that they were, what's this, hoeing and shaking. <laughs> Be careful what you say, girls, it comes back at you. Anyway... And, and it was just weird, but they had something that we didn't have. My brother had joy, and trust me, he didn't have as, like, pre that, there was not the joy, the peace, there was not the easygoing nature. But when they met Holy Spirit, <clears throat> we could see a change, and we knew there had to be more, and was this it? Was this is what we were looking for? And um, we... We're actually staying out with Leanne and Greg out at Lake Cargelligo that Easter weekend. And uh, we lived in Sydney. So we went home via Canberra. 
as you do at Lake Cargelligo, Canberra, Sydney. And um, we had a weekend here and just powerfully met Holy Spirit. And we'll be forever grateful, I'll be forever grateful to my brother and sister-in-law that they spent the time with us, um, introducing us to Holy Spirit. I'd never met him before, but when I did, boy, was my life turned upside down. Woo! You know, my ears were open to hearing from heaven. My eyes, spiritual eyes were open to seeing what the Father was doing. And when I read the word of God, it just jumped out at me off the page. It became life. It became Psalm 119 verse 105, a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You know, it was that power encounter with the third person of the Trinity. And that experience opened the door to me being able to access the wisdom of heaven. I can only put it that way. Prior to that, I didn't hear. You know, I prayed, didn't hear, read the word. It wasn't the lamp unto my feet. But as soon as I had that power encounter, met Holy Spirit, um, things changed. Proverbs 2, verse 6 to 7 says, The Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He stores up, I love this, get it, you ready? He stores up sound wisdom in heaven for you and for me. He stores it up. In Psalms we read that he stores up goodness in heaven for us, but he's storing up wisdom in heaven for you and for me. I think that's amazing. See, when we get to, to heaven, we don't need wisdom then. It's the same when we get to heaven, we don't need healing then. When we get to heaven, we don't need it. We need wisdom now. We need wisdom now to navigate the ups and downs, the ins and outs in our life now. And he stores it up. That says to me, he's, he's already gone before us. He knows the issues, the, the decisions we have to make. He knows the problems. So that wisdom is already stored up there for you and for me. You know, if you can imagine, imagine heaven with, I don't know how many are here tonight, 30? 30 different rooms. You know, Christelle, wisdom room. Lady Lois, wisdom room, it's stored up there for us. It's already there. He already knows what he's going to deliver to us. Wisdom is for us to receive now. And it's available for you and for me. James 1.5, you all, you all know, it's very um, well known, wonderful verse. If any, by the way, I'm, I'm, when I give a scripture verse, it's either from the New King James translation that, I'm sorry, I like the vest, and I've gone to the Amplified. I haven't been to the Amplified Bible for 10 or 15 years, but I've, I just sense the Lord drawing me to the Amplified Bible. I know we have the passion and we have the message, but the good old Amplified, I love it. If any of you lacks wisdom, if any of you lacks wisdom to guide him through a decision or circumstance, let him ask of God. Let him ask of God. So how many of you tonight need some wisdom to guide you through a specific circuit? I know there are many of us here tonight. And what's the word of God say? We only have to ask. Girls, he's waiting for us to ask. And it goes on to say, who gives to all liberally and without reproach and without rebuke or blame or he won't even remind us of our unworthiness. He gives us wisdom liberally. We only have to ask. 
And then it goes on to say, and maybe it will be given to you. No, it says, and it will be given to you. It isn't a maybe. It isn't, well, if you're perfect, I'll give it to you. It's not. It's, it is a definite, it is a yes and an amen. He will definitely, it will be given to you. God will give us the wisdom we need to guide us through a decision or circumstance. And who's the one that brings the wisdom of heaven to us? Of course, it's Holy Spirit. He is the voice of heaven. He's the voice of the Father. He's the one who brings all of heaven to earth. Proverbs 1.23 says, Surely I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you. The, the Hebrew word there for um, pour has within its meanings to gush forth, to gush forth. It's like the pouring out of a torrent of words. I will make my words known to you. Wisdom here refers to the Spirit of God. So wisdom, Spirit, is Holy Spirit. And that's in that um, Proverbs one twenty three is the only direct mention of Holy Spirit in all, all of Proverbs. Remember when Jesus told his disciples, "I'm going back to be with the Father, but I'm, I won't be. I won't be uh, leave you as orphans." Do you remember that? You know John fourteen sixteen to eighteen, and I will ask the Father. And he will give you another helper, comforter, the advocate, the intercessor, a counsellor, a strengthener, a standby, to be with you forever. To be with you forever. I'm not leaving you as orphans. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him. But you know him because he remains with you continually and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will not leave you as comfortless, bereaved and helpless. I will come to you. John 14, 26, but the helper, let me say it again, the comforter, the advocate, the intercessor, the counsellor, the strengthener, the standby, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. He's coming in my place to represent me and act on my behalf. He will teach you all things. And he will help you remember everything that I have told you. Wow, that is amazing. I, I get excited about that. Wow, Holy Spirit, he's here now. He is leading us. He is guiding, guiding us and strengthening us. And he's speaking the wisdom of the Father to us. Proverbs 2, 2 says, Incline your ear to wisdom. Incline your ear to wisdom. We need to be listening, ladies, and have an expectation that he's going to speak to us and that we will hear from heaven. James 1.6, that next verse says, But he must ask for wisdom in faith without doubting God's willingness to help. For the one who doubts is like a billowing surge of the sea that is blown about and tossed by the wind. For such a person ought not to think or expect that he will receive anything at all from the Lord, being a double-minded man, unstable and re restless in all his ways, in everything he feels, he thinks or he decides. I don't want to be an unstable person. We've already read that we only have to ask 
and he'll give us wisdom. It's stored up from in heaven. It's already there waiting to be delivered. We need to have faith, that faith. Expect heaven to answer. See, he's calling now. <laughs> Very well done, Lynn. <laughs> yeah. Wisdom's on the way. Expect it. Matthew 7, 11 says, If you then being evil know how to good give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who's in heaven give good things to those who ask him? See, he only has good things stored up in heaven. He only has good things to give us. He's not going to send us any wisdom that's contrary to his word. In um, 1 Corinthians 1.9, it says that God is faithful and will do what he says he will do. He is faithful. If he says he'll do something, he'll do it. If he says you've only got to ask and I'll give you wisdom, it'll happen. Any wisdom from heaven won't be contrary to his word and it won't bring confusion or make your situation worse. It can't because he doesn't have confusion to give. He only has good things for his children, for his girls. There are rewards of godly wisdom. Godly wisdom brings peace to our situation. Anxiety and fear must go. Refreshment, strength and health, we read in uh, Proverbs 3, 8. That's a reward of godly wisdom. Happiness to our circumstances. Proverbs 3, 13 says, Happy is the man, the woman, who gets wisdom. Breakthrough, a way forward in our situation. Proverbs 8, 32 to 35 tells us we, the reward is we get blessing, we get life, we get favour and we get grace. All from the wisdom from Daddy God. It's all good stuff and there's many more benefits, rewards of godly wisdom. As opposed to worldly wisdom, 1 Corinthians 3.19a tells us, for the wisdom of this world is foolishness. Boy, aren't we seeing that a lot today. Foolishness, absurdity, stupidity before God. And we're instructed to avoid worldly wisdom as it's just plain stupid. I shared at the beginning a little about my um, power encounter with Holy Spirit. But I want to tell you girls, if, if that was a one-off experience and 28, what am I now? Someone do the math for me. 30-something years later... I, 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 I was never, I never encountered Holy Spirit. I'd be a dry, old, crusty, wrinkled, very difficult, angry, awful person to live with. But it's not a one-off experience. Ephesians 5, 15 to 18 tells us, Therefore, see that you walk carefully, living life with honour, purpose and courage, shunning those who tolerate and enable evil. Not as the unwise, but as wise, sensible, intelligent, discerning. I'm talking about you all, girls. People making the very most of your time on earth, recognising and taking advantage of each opportunity and using it with wisdom and diligence because the days are filled with evil. 
Therefore, do not be foolish and thoughtless, but understand and firmly grasp what the will of the Lord is. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is wickedness, corruption, and there's that word again, I love it, stupidity. But be filled with the Holy Spirit and constantly guided by him. Be filled. That the word there fulfilled is continually be filled over and over again. It's not a one-off experience. And constantly guided by him. How do we hear heaven's wisdom? We need to position ourselves to hear. We need to slow down, be still and listen to the Lord. Taking time to soak in his presence. Soak in his presence. You know, we have, um, most of you would know if you've ever been to healing rooms, but there, I know there are many that haven't. We have a soaking room at the healing rooms. And time and time and time again, the testimony, the feedback is the presence of God is so strong in that room. It's amazing. We've had people, especially at the moment, we've had a lot of non-Christians come to receive healing prayer. And they all testify to the presence. We have one person who keeps coming and keeps coming and keeps coming. He has, uh, he, this person hasn't made a commitment yet. He has some sort of faith. But we have to leave him in the room because he's so lost in God. And his testimony is, the presence keeps drawing me here. I, he, when he came in the other day, I just said, oh, great to see you. How are you? You know, what, you know, have you had a good week? Oh, I just feel Holy Spirit here. I feel him here. It's amazing. It is amazing. You know, he, yeah, taking time to soak in his presence and what, the, and what God's doing in this person's life. No, we couldn't do with our fancy smancy prayers. Our laying on of hands, God is just coming and meeting with him. By taking the time to soak, by asking God. You know, Jesus, um, he is our role model. In the healing rooms, this is what we teach all the time. He showed us how to heal the sick, raise the dead. He showed us how to live in right relationship with the Father, how to hear from the Father. John 5 verses 19 and 30, we read that Jesus said, I can do nothing of myself. I can only say what I hear the Father saying and I can only do what I see the Father doing. Well, how does he hear? How did he hear and how did he see? As was Jesus' custom, he spent time with the Father and prayed. Remember, we read in the Gospels, sometimes he went into the wilderness or up onto the mountain to pray, to spend time with the Father went to a solitary place. And do you realise that every time he spent time with the Father, and I kind of gather he was, you know, I think he was getting his instruction. He was getting a download of wisdom. He was spending time in his Father's presence so that he could hear and so that he could see. Every time he spent time in the presence with the Father, praying in a, in a, a place where there was no one around him, Luke 5, 16, every time he came back to the people, a miracle happened. 
every time. Luke 5, 16, he was in the wilderness. He came back to the crowds of people and he forgave and he healed a paralytic. Mark 1, 35, he was in a solitary place, spending time with the Father. He came back out and he healed a leper. Mark 6, 46, he'd been up on the mountain. He came down, he walked on the water and he calmed the storm. Every time he spent time with the Father, a miracle occurred when he came back and walked around doing life with people. So my thing is, if it's good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for us. He had a very busy life when he walked this earth. Healing, delivering, rebuking, loving on people, forgiving people. Yet he still had time to spend with the Father. doesn't matter when we spend time listening to him, just as long as we do it. I used to get uh, quite um, upset when people would say, you have to be up at 5am. I'm not a morning person. 5am doesn't do it for me. The Lord wouldn't want me at 5am <laughs> to spend time with him. No, no, he wouldn't. I'm just not. When we had all of our children and they were younger, I had to be a morning person. But I'm not a morning person. And I used to feel condemned, convicted, you know, oh, you're not good enough, you're not getting up at 4.30, 5am. When we went to India, oh, the women over there put us to shame. They would be up at 4am praying and worshipping for two hours before, you know, they started their day. And it messed with me for a little while. But then I had a revelation. Woo! The father downloaded his wisdom to me. And... Um, we read that Jesus spent time with the Father. Sometimes he rose before daylight, early. Sometimes it was during the day and sometimes it was early in the evening. He didn't really have any set time or any set place. So I was free. My chains fell off. I was free and hearing that. As long as we do it, it doesn't matter where it is or when it is. Spending time with him, asking him for wisdom. I know I can already hear some of you saying, but you don't know the busyness of my life. You don't know how busy I am. I've got children, I work full time, I've got, I run a farm, I've got ministry, um, I do ministry and, you know, all the other things. Children in school, I've got ageing parents. I'm just too busy. I want to tell you you're too busy not to pray. We have to pray. I want to share with you um, a little bit about um, the journey and how essential God's wisdom was, um, hearing the wisdom of heaven in my life. <clears throat> As many of you know, Martin and I have four beautiful children. They're grown up now, but they're still our kids. They'll always be our kids. And uh, we had four kids, six and a half and under. We did have a TV, if you're wondering. We just wanted to have our kids close together and, you know, all really close together. Hello. Um, so I did. I had uh, Adam at six and a half and, you know, down to um, Amy just being born. At one stage when the kids were little, I actually had three jobs, three paid jobs, two working from home and one working for the church that we're involved in. Four days a, a week, um, 
no school holidays and only school hours I worked. But I had two jobs from home and one job um, required, it was um, with the company Martin was working with at the time, where I was soldiering, soldiering, soldering little um, transformers with um, um, solder, silver, you know, very high temperatures, dipping the wires in six nights a week as well as something else. Oh, it was a busy lady. <clears throat> we were building, surprise, surprise, we were renovating all those years ago. Those who know us will laugh. Um, we bought a two-bedroom little cottage on half an acre. We bought the servants' quarters of the house next door. Um, and we built it a, sorry, it was a two-bedroom home. We built a three-bedroom home around it. So we were building every spare minute of the day. Um, of the week and no wonder it took us seven years to build because we only did it two days a week virtually. We were also running marriage courses through the week with um, our church and Martin was doing extra with um, search for significant life programs but we were doing marriage courses 10 weeks on, two weeks off, 40 weeks a year and we had we had a lot on. We were busy people. We were busy people. Some would say, well, that was silly. But at the time, it didn't seem silly. At the time, it was full. It was wonderful. And our kids were in church two and three times every weekend, and they loved it. You know, my husband, and if he was here, he would tell you this himself. He was a workaholic. He would leave early in the morning, and he'd get home for a, a, a quick bite to eat before he had to go out and do ministry. I never had him home to help me wash for, um, bath four kids or three kids or two kids or help doing anything. You know, life was full. And I say all that. I also did two years of night school in Bible college. And I say all this to say, if I never took time to spend with the Father, if I never took time to hear from heaven and get direction um, and answers and the way forward in some of the ups and downs and ins and outs that uh, I had to do as a mum, first of all as a wife, as a mum, even as a, as a daughter. If I didn't have that time, I, but by the grace of God. And so we need to spend time receiving the wisdom of heaven. Or you can go 22 years ago... Um, when my, Martin's father committed suicide. No warning. We didn't know it was going to happen. We needed the wisdom of heaven. We needed all of heaven to come to earth at that time. There was confusion. We didn't know why. There was such grief in my husband. I've never seen such grief and such, um, yeah, just confusion. And why did this happen? There was no sign. We needed the Father's love and comfort. We needed his wisdom to navigate through that period of our lives and to bring healing. Do you realise too, see there's a purpose in, um, for, in everything and God turns everything around for good with that terrible moment in our lives. Um, in that year alone, Martin was able to minister to three other men whose fathers had done the same thing. You know, incredible, isn't it? 
you know? Who better to minister to someone who's, who's lost their father like that than someone who's already walked through it and already had the power of heaven, you know, the comfort of the Holy Spirit, the, the strengthener, the one who leads and guides. Or what about 20 years ago in Sydney when we received the call to come to Canberra for full-time ministry? We needed the wisdom of heaven. We needed to know that this was God's idea, not man's idea. Mind you, because our brother had rung us, we knew it had to be God and not my brother. Do you know what I mean? Like, why would he ring us to come and be um, for full-time ministry here at Vision? But we still needed to know it was the right thing. We're leaving our homes, our wonderful church, our workplaces, um, school, friends and family. We had to know it was the Lord. We needed the wisdom of heaven. And then, of course, we needed wisdom to know that uh, he was releasing us three years later to go into the full-time healing rooms ministry. What a journey that's been. You know we've been at that for 17 years, girls. I want to encourage any of you, if you are ill, if you have issues, if you have anything, I want to invite you to come. Come and receive the healing presence of Jesus. Because I'm going to, we're recording this, aren't we? Yes. I, I see how many sick people there are in church when we have a call if you need healing. By all means, get prayer in church but we've set up a place God has set up a place doesn't cost anything where people are there four times a week you know get yes get healing prayer at church I'm not saying not but come and press in press in the persistent you know um, Syrophoenician woman pressed in didn't she she didn't take no for an answer until Jesus delivered her demonized daughter I want to encourage you we are there for you guys and and anyone else who is sick and ill and injured in this city. I want to extend an invitation. Come. Yes, it'll mean you have to get in your car and come all the way to Fishwick. But you know what? It's worth it. What if God heals you? What if the breakthrough comes? I want to encourage you. Some days we sit there, team ready, pumped. We have had an hour of worship. Where are my healing rooms, girls? Put your hands up. Hour of yes. We're pumped. We've had communion where God's shown up and we can sit there all day and no one come. And we don't understand that. So I want to invite you to come. Hey? Oh, it is. And, and nothing's wasted. That's right. But we're there to minister to the body of Christ. So that's an aside. There's my little advertisement. We'd love you to come. We'd love you to come. So we needed God's wisdom to know that, yes, this was his idea, not man's idea, in starting up healing rooms. Or what about, and many of you know this, when Martin was diagnosed with prostate cancer 10 years ago. We needed the wisdom of heaven. We needed his, his direction in, you know, healing and what do we do. And we both felt at the time, this is just, we did, this is a speed bump in the road. That's all this is. 
you know, the enemy's trying to have a go. This is a speed hump in the road. But we needed the heaven's wisdom. We needed to know the Father's um, way forward in that whole situation. We have a friend in Sydney who likes to say, go to the throne before you go to the phone. What does that mean? Go to the throne room of God and pray and ask and seek him for wisdom and healing before you go to the phone to ring the doctor, before you go to the phone to ring a friend. And what do you think I should do here? You can get what you need by going to the throne first and foremost. I like that saying. I could go on and on with examples of God's faithfulness, of, God, of Holy Spirit leading us through the ins and outs, the ups and downs. Look at the last nine years. Boy, you know, moving to Bungendore because we lost our house because of an investment in Queensland that went belly up, so we lost everything. And, you know, we didn't think we'd ever buy our own house, but we have. And, of course, we bought houses and renovated and flipped them and sold them and we bought another and did the same. But you know what? We needed the wisdom of God there. We sensed, you know, God has, had gifted us with being able to renovate and work together. We go into a house and we look and say, yeah, that wall could come down. Yeah, we'll put one up here. We'll do this. That. We just work together like that. And that was the way forward for us to make some money to buy our house back here in Gowrie. You know, and we needed heaven's wisdom. We needed Holy Spirit to guide us, you know. Wow, it's been a journey, I tell you. It's been a journey. And we could go on and on of God's faithfulness, not just leading us at pivotal times in our lives when there, there are trials, but everyday life in everyday life. We need God's godly wisdom in parenting our children. Boy, did we need... No, I'm, not, I'm, I'm joking. But we do, we need it, parenting our children. And now for us, we need godly wisdom in being grandparents to our grandchildren because they're our grandchildren. We have fun. We, we have all the fun, but we hand them back. They're not our children. We don't parent them. We, so we needed the wisdom to know how to be grandparents. When our, all of our kids married, and those of you who have had um, children marry, and some really recent on the weekend, yes, but we needed heaven's wisdom to navigate the new relationship that we had to have with Adam because he'd married beautiful Steph, with Emma, because he'd married Adam, with Naomi marrying Luke and Amy marrying Liam. It was different. We were still their parents, but we needed the wisdom of heaven. And I've got to say, I made mistakes in that time. I wasn't listening to heaven. I wasn't asking. But we need the wisdom of heaven in our relationships. Um, responding to our children's teachers, you probably don't have any of those issues, those with kids, but <clears throat> yes, in our workplaces. Oh, here's one. In our relationship, I'm not looking, Leanne, because it's not <laughs> with the wider family. <laughs> not looking at you. We need the wisdom of heaven in everyday life. You know, we need the wisdom of heaven in, our, uh, in the ministry. As I said, we have um, soon to be 44 team members coming on board. 
all of our team, what a blessing they are. The unity in our team is just God-given. It's amazing. But I'm here to tell you there's some grace growers on our team. I'm here to... T- <laughs> I'm here to tell you there's some different personalities, but we all have one thing in common, and that is Jesus. We all have a passion to see the sick healed and the lost saved. But we still need the wisdom of heaven to navigate at this time. So the list is endless. You could, we could go around the, the room and you could share um, story after story of God's faithfulness, of him leading you, guiding you, you know, in um, various times in your life. So I want to encourage us all today that in order to be spirit-led, we have to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. We have to grow and nurture and, and listen to him, have him filling us every day. We need to allow him space to move in our lives. We should never be too busy to pray. We can't afford to be too busy to not stop and hear from heaven. It's Holy Spirit who speaks the wisdom from the Father. He speaks to us in many different ways. He gets wisdom to us the way he knows that we will receive it and that we can hear and understand. I'm a very visual person, so I get a lot of visions You know, I get a lot of pictures. Sometimes it's that still small voice. You know, we read about in 1 Kings 19. Remember the story God's speaking to um, Elijah and tells him to go out, stand on the mountain before the Lord. The Lord passes by. He wasn't in the, the wind. He wasn't in the earthquake. He wasn't in the fire. But it was a still small voice. We have to be listening. Have to be listening. Sometimes he speaks to us and leads us in, our, in dreams. We have a lady on our team and every night she has a significant dream. She's just a dreamer. She has these amazing dreams that God speaks to her and downloads wisdom and, you know, instruction to her in dreams. I have a, um, I have a sister-in-law that whenever she and her husband need... Um, Uh, a way forward or direction or wisdom from the Lord. They pray and the Lord, not always, often, often uh, leads her to a scripture that hits the mark, that that shows them, you know, the way forward um, or what they need to do. So I have shared a little bit. I hope you can hear my passion in um, being led by Holy Spirit. And he is available to each and every one of us. And I know there are women, there are those here tonight that really need to hear wisdom from heaven for a situation that you're walking through at the moment, for something, whether it's a difficult thing, whether it's not so difficult, but he is the only one who will give you the wisdom that you need for this moment. And he's just waiting for us to ask. So I want to invite you, because it's an invitation. I can't tell you what to do. I can't change your situation. But I believe the Father is inviting each and every one of us to, to hear him, to come into his presence, to hear what he has to say. say. So I want to invite you to, to stand or kneel, whatever is your chosen posture of coming into his presence You know, I invite you, if you'd like to do that, I'm going to invite Holy Spirit to come.
and bring refreshing to fill us because he, he, he wants to more than we really want to receive him. And I really believe there's going to be a resetting of some of our busy schedules, some of our lives, reprioritizing what's important in our lives where it's needed. Because when we're running on empty, when we haven't spent time with the Father, we tend to make decisions in our own strength or out of anger when we haven't gone to the throne room first. And unfortunately, those fleshly decisions can lead to greater stress and confusion. So I'd rather make time in my busy schedule, even now. Life's full. It's very busy. But just to sit and hear from him. So I don't... Because of... um, No... Not just because of this, but I'm not going to have... We're not laying hands on anyone. We do still have to have COVID and have to be COVID safe. But I want to share with you at Healing Rooms, we haven't been laying hands on people since, well, over 12 months ago when we were able to. But here's a testimony, okay? There's this lady who was uh, receiving prayer and she... uh, we, We said, we're not laying hands on you. And after the prayer, and she came in with a neck pain and shoulder pain and back pain um, from an accident, a previous accident, but she'd also been sitting uh, a long time, you know, in a chair. So uh, the team prayed for her. And she testified afterwards that there was a hand on her head and a hand on her shoulder. And no one laid hands. Father, Son, Holy Spirit placed their hands on this woman. She was totally healed, set free, trauma gone, pain gone, but she felt the presence of God. So don't think, oh, no one's going to lay hands on me. You won't hear from the Lord. The other thing is too, I want you to do business with the Lord. Sometimes we look, oh, when Ros laid hands on me, there was such fire in her hands. No, I don't want that. I want... Whenever we pray for someone, we pray, Lord, let them not remember even who prayed for them at the healing rooms. Just let them remember Jesus was there. I encountered Jesus. I encountered his presence. And I want to encourage you not to be passive in this again. You know, ladies, I know we can be prim and proper. Well, some of you are prim and proper. (laughs) I'm not so prim, I don't think. I'm passionate. I remember saying to the Lord one time, I don't care what it looks like, I just want you. You know, I want to be abandoned in you. And it's going to look very different for you than it does for me. But I just want whatever he has to offer because he has so much to give us and so much wisdom to impart to us. So be intentional in pursuing him, being led by the Spirit. Okay, so if you want to kneel or stand, um, do we have a little music? Yeah. All right, just whatever. You might just want to sit on your chair. You might want to lie on the floor. Whatever. Thank you. So Holy Spirit, 
We thank you that you are here. You are here with us, Holy Spirit. We long for more of your presence. We're hungry and thirsty to hear from heaven. We're dry at the moment, Lord. Would you come, Holy Spirit, and go to every dry place in our hearts, in our minds, every dry place and just saturate us with your presence. Fill us to overflowing, Holy Spirit. We long for more of you. And Father, I know that you have, you have wisdom to impart to your girls, to your children. So Holy Spirit, we invite you to do that now. Speak to us. Your word says we only have to ask and it's on the way. You hear and you send it. So come, Holy Spirit. We're waiting here for you. That song that says, Lord, I look to you. I won't be overwhelmed. Give me vision to see things as you do. Lord, I look to you. You're where my help comes from. Give me wisdom because you know just what to do. Thank you, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
healing hearts at the moment, Father. Thank you, Lord. So my encouragement to you is every day be intentional about being led by Holy Spirit. Intentionally seek Him. Intentionally take time to hear from heaven, heaven's wisdom. 